Well, good morning, everyone. We are back. Week three is starting. We just had Thursday night football yesterday. Yet again on Amazon, uh, Jimmy is over. It looks like he's over in California today. Jed is in the suburb of Illinois, and I am sitting here at the office on in the city of Chicago on the south side. Welcome. Morning. Did you see that fumble yesterday by Najee Harris, which cost me four points oh. on my fantasy? It was the dumbest play where they, it was it was like two seconds left. And all they could have done is just left it alone. And he ended up getting a fumble. <laughs> That's the worst, like some last minute thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, we didn't talk about it, but um, there was a Kyler Murray stat correction. I think it was week one. It wasn't a huge move, but it was like 0.5. And in my mind, I was thinking, boy, some somebody lost because of that. <laughs> mm, yeah. As we talked before we begin, Jim, just to let you know, there's a bunch of different lights all uh, scattered all over your. Uh, yeah, yeah your the fo- it went out of focus or something. Yeah. yeah. On, on your end here, Jed, is a uh, quick question for you. Are you enjoying this Amazon platform? So, like I, so I have Amazon Prime, but through my brother-in-law, like we got grandfathered in somehow. So we've been using his like Amazon. So I don't have access to the games. And so I, and I'm not paying for it, but I've been hearing that people, they're saying the second time, second week in a row that the stream was really choppy and not really smooth. Um, but I was reading, I, I think one of you guys were mentioning how many signups they yeah. had. So you can see why they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times you're charging higher for, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? For, uh, for, for prime, for Amazon prime, commercial, more so yeah. commercial because you can't oh, yeah. commercial. Then you're promoting Amazon products. Then you're promoting new Amazon movies, all of that stuff. Yep. No, it's very smart as far as the cross, like the integration across all those channels. It's definitely, it's making the ecosystem, it makes all of Amazon's data like even more valuable. So it'll be interesting to see how many other folks try to go down this path. But no, I I personally don't have the screen. (laughs) I don't even know, Jed, how much Amazon Prime membership, is this $70 a year or even more than that? I don't. I want to say. It's I think like, it was ninety nine, right? A hundred dollars. Yeah, let me check okay. real fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, hey, uh, let me ask you. Click on here in terms of our slide one. Amari Cooper tops one hundred yards in week three. He had a terrible week one here, Jed. But look, he's been doing very well. I have Amari Cooper in one of my leagues, and he actually scored twenty four points for me. Hey, the Browns are two and one. They really could should be three and zero oh, if you think about it. It is scary. You know, to me, this is kind of a, a nightmare scenario for the league. Um, basically, if the Browns end up going the uh, Watson suspended six games or eight, eight games. I think it was 11 games. Isn't it was it? 11 games. I thought so. Is it that long. Okay. So anyway, if the Browns end up going, you know, let's say they, they, they can get into that over 500 and then you add a Watson to this team man, they're going to be good. And so it, to me, this is the nightmare scenario for the for the league because nobody wants to be seeing a champion, you know, convicted sex offender, essentially. Um, so it's really, it's going to be interesting. But that is a very good team. It, the strength of it is the defense. Um, I've been impressed with Chubb. And yeah, Amari Cooper, I mean, we knew he could play, you know, and, and I think people maybe undervalued him in Dallas, seeing the struggles in, with C.D. Lamb now. I think people are realizing, man, Amari Cooper was probably what made that engine go. Yeah, But one of the things that you did see in terms of watching the broadcast, they were very good. They said, look, at Jacoby Percet is in the rhythm. He makes all of his reads. He's in the pocket. He's protected well, and he's going through his first read, second read, third read, and now he's making the call. And so that actually is very – he has a lot of time to throw. Yeah, yeah. It's the line is the strength. 
the other impressive player yesterday was uh he caught what eight of nine passes I mean, he did, he did really well yesterday. Yeah, I was thinking he's an early uh, waiver wire target because I'm sure yeah, a lot of yeah. folks don't have him. Yeah. Did you guys, did just you guys so watch? Just not watching to spend 11 games. Yeah, 11 yeah. games. Did you guys see the entire – I don't know if you watched the entire game, but there was a clip where they showed where um, Chubb was lifting like 600 pounds and he was doing squats. Did you yeah. see that? That was – I mean, I was like, that was pretty impressive. But he yeah. had a great game yesterday. One more thing about Jacoby Percet that I was very impressed by. They were showing uh, his release point. It takes him two and a half seconds to read all his receivers and make the throw. They said that's very, very fast. He's extremely efficient in his throwing. Well, do you guys remember who his, who he was back up to for many years? In- Seattle, Tom wasn't he? No, oh, Tom Brady. Was Brady. Tom Brady. And, yeah, he was back up to Tom Brady for like two or three years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady on parent f- uh, finger injury, he feels great. But yet at the same time, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin out of practice for the Bucks. And so a lot of times when Mike Evans gone, Jim, who do you even like at the Bucks this year? Are you even playing any of the Bucks receivers? I'm not playing them, but the person that watches Cole Beasley, who they just signed off the way um, as a free agent. I actually think what they got Rashard Perriman. They got Scotty Miller and they got Cole Beasley, right? My guess is the number one receiver will be Brashard Perriman this week. Yep. But I think Cole Beasley, give him a week or two, he'll, he'll be up there as well, too. And hopefully by the middle of the season, you'll get Jones and Godwin back as well, too. And you'll get Mike Evans back next week. They watch the if you have Jones and you're, you know, desperate at receiver, watch the watch the news ticker on Sunday morning because he's he's a guy that doesn't need practice to play and has done that through his career so if they I would not be surprised if come warm up times he's out there and all of a sudden he's declared as active yeah uh give me one minute here the this next- is this is the type of situation where you wish that a Gronkowski was still out there because he at least provided some sort of um you know stability for Tom Brady <laughs> Hey, going back before I go over to Geno Smith and talk about Seattle, talk a little bit about uh, Pittsburgh Steelers as well, too. Jim, I mean, besides Najee Harris and all that other stuff, is Mitchell Trubisky threw for 207 yards, right? I mean, he did okay, but it's not like you're excited about any of the receivers, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, all of that different stuff. Are are you anticipating eventually they're going to move to uh, Kenny Pickett here sooner rather than later? Oh, yeah. I mean, even yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw the game, there were were people already calling for Pickett. I think this past week, all over Pittsburgh, they were reporting that Pickett was the person that they're calling for. Here's my thing. My guess is that, look – He's on a pretty hot seat. Um, if he doesn't win next week, they're going to have to be forced to go to pick it. And actually, I do think that that will bode well for um, Claypool, that bode well for Deontay Johnson, and as well as George Pickens. So for me, when I'm looking at free agency, like for instance, Tommy just dropped George Pickens, I'll go pick him up because I actually do think that a picket will be good for these guys. Yeah, I like Pickens. If you guys saw that catch he had yesterday, it's the early candidate for catch of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like Pickens a lot. So I, I, but again, it's a stash. If you can pick him for yeah. the second half of the season, if you have room on your bench, I would definitely go for. Him. No, but the hard thing is right. Like in one of the leagues where um, Pickens just got dropped, I got DeAndre Hopkins, and I've got you know if you have a uh, Godwin on there. And so the question is, who do you drop in favor of a Pickens, right? Yeah, or yeah. do you? So those are some of the things that you're looking at on your 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 league right now. 
Yeah, across the league, I've been still holding on to Alexander Madison in some of the leagues just in case a lot of times they make that switch over to Dalvin Cook. So that's something I've been holding on to. No, no. I mean, we talked about that last week. Look, I mean, last week he only did, what, 30 yards of rushing. Um, at some point, we know he's never going to play an entire season. So for me, holding a Madison is actually always really smart because you know he's going to come in with double digits at some point this season. Yeah, Geno Smith, uh, how the offense needs to change. We need to score more so. Let's, we're not talking about Geno Smith. I'm actually not talking about Rashad Penny. He's been dropped in a lot of different leagues. Are you picking him up if you see Rashad Penny on the I regular? saw that, actually, and I thought about it. because It's because of the split. They were worried about the timeshare. He didn't get as many uh, carries, and if you know if it's a split situation, both uh, the backs really are valuable. I, I, I mean, personally, it depends. If you need a running back, um, I think he's – and you can, and you have the time to wait. I'd like to give it another week to see how he plays out. Um, but we know the talent is there, so I definitely did see that and was considering that pickup. Yeah, Jim Rams bring back running back Malcolm Brown, adding him to the practice squad. I still love Cam Akers. Uh, what Malcolm Brown, a lot of times, what does it say about Cam Akers and what you feel about Cam Akers? See, I I think I'm I'm a little different than you. I mean. I'm not entirely sure Cam Akers is 100%, right? So my guess is that's one of the reasons why they're slow in bringing him back. Um, I still think Henderson, at the end of the day, will be the number one running back. I'm not I'm not sold on Cam Akers. And, but I would say, again, um, and this is where I've been hedging with Tommy a little bit, is that Akers really out-carried uh, Henderson by quite a bit. I think it was 17 to 11, I want to say, or maybe yeah. 17 to nine. So that's the thing to watch. I think you're right. They could have been maybe, you know, just making sure that the injury was okay and just kind of managing his workload. But if you see that split continue or continue to rise this week, then I think Cam Akers, you, you know, that they're really targeting him more as the number one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hey, yeah. Which, by the way, we were just talking about our veto of a trade, all right? You and I are in this league. It's a big team and you traded me. Cam Akers and uh, George Kittles for uh, uh, Mark Andrews and, and Miles, Miles Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, yeah, it basically was a Miles Sanders for Cam Akers swap, which to me is I don't like. I think Sanders has a lot, uh, a very low ceiling. Like, I don't think he can necessarily produce a lot, but he's going to be more consistent for the next probably two, three weeks, which is what I need. I already started off with um, a loss in that league. So that's what I was thinking. I do think Cam Akers longer term maybe is the better play, but you know, sometimes you got to trade for now versus later. And wouldn't you say a lot of times what, what you said in terms of Miles Sanders, you're probably going to get anywhere from 9 to 12 points from him every single week. Cam Akers, as the season progressed, has the ability to get you 20-something points. Now, Mark Andrews, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm losing a lot out potentially on Mark Andrews because of what he's able to do with Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back in, now George Kiddos, who has a great relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo, it could be one of your 1A or number two receiver, which I think would be good. Oh, I think Kittles and Andrews is a, it's basically an even swap. Like I don't see yeah. e either difference it, it, depending on injury, depending on, I mean, they're basically going to be one a and one B. So I don't think there's really much issue there. It's more about Sanders versus acres to me uh, that, and by the way, that trade got vetoed. So our league vetoed that trade, which kind of blew me away. I was a little yes. bit mad about because I was like, I felt like it was pretty fair, but um, you know, we'll see, we'll see if we can work something else out, but I was surprised. Yeah. Hey, no, I would probably say I would totally agree. With, it, it, now, here's an unfair trade. Someone wanted my Debo Sander, uh, Debo uh, Samuel. Debo Samuel. Yeah. They wanted Debo Samuel, and they get offered me Travis Etienne and Juju Smith Schuster. I'm sort of, yeah, that's an unfair trade right there. 
See, I don't know. It depends because to me, ETN, like, you know, there's more, again, you're playing for potential. It's all, it's all potential. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster is, yeah, definitely. Juju Smith-Schuster is definitely not to the level of Debo. Yeah. And again, but even Debo, you're playing for the potential of him back together with Jimmy G. So you just got to, you know, they're all I mean, you're unknowns. I mean, here's the thing for a trade like that. At the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, okay, maybe that might be valuable right but etn because of the split with james robinson just hasn't shown his potential and who, who's the other one oh juju smith right like you you can't trust any of the receivers right now for kansas city you because yeah. you he's spreading it out so much you i thought maybe juju might be the person he's going to go after and right now every week you don't know who it is now with that said someone in uh one of the leagues that jimmy and i play with won aaron Rodgers and traded me juju smith a shoe stir for aaron Rodgers. okay sure i have russell wilson i have jalen hurt sure go ahead take uh take aaron Rodgers. yeah i think quarterback trades are always tricky because quarterbacks have a lot of different value uh, beyond where they start so it is tricky but you know we'll see that's why i personally don't like to veto a lot of trades i generally like to let trades go through because you never know what's going to happen we really learned that you know in our own league right when we saw um uh, who was it? It was the uh, Kansas City quarterback got traded for um, for Je Justin Jefferson. I remember at that time we thought that was like a bad trade. Yeah, really good trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen remains limited in practice with Keenan Allen uh, not playing in week two, as well as Justin Herbert getting hurt in the ribs. Jet, if you had a chance to play Keenan Allen, Mike Williams will definitely be your number one wide receiver. Are you going to play him? Are you going to sit him? What are your thoughts on Keenan Allen? Yeah, same thing as I was saying with Julio. You got to watch the uh, wires on Sunday morning and see if he's out there in warm-ups, if they're declaring him to go. If he's ready, I would put him in. I mean, I think this offense, you know, you can expect a lot of points out of it. But I actually have Mike Williams, so I'm very happy with Williams' position. Um, we'll be starting him, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if if you can play, what, he's averaged three, three touchdowns. I would say that he's been a number two fantasy quarterback, um, maybe three, right? After after Josh Allen and then also a Lamar Jackson. So if you can play him, Justin Herbert is somebody that, and he's playing against Jacksonville. The last couple of quarterbacks that played in fantasy after Jacksonville all had huge Sundays. Okay, but let me ask you a good question is, I have to play two of the four, and I, I know we're going to go early with the starter sit. Chad, Jim, which one would you pick? Pick two out of the four. Would you do Cam Akers? Cordero Patterson, Keenan Allen, or, uh, yeah, no, actually two of the three. Cam Akers, Cordero Patterson, or Keenan Allen? I think you, I think I go with what Judd says. If, if, if Keenan Allen's not, I mean, if, yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, ideally you want to play, right? But right now, I mean, unless they give you some sort of, if, if you have to be forced to make a decision, I choose the first two before Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say that too. I mean, running backs too, generally, you're going to get more points there. Um, and again, I, I like the potential of Cam Akers, um, you know, again, building on his workload last week. I think that's important. The Falcons, Atlanta is playing Seattle, so Cordell Patterson should get, you know, some decent opportunities there. Expecting high high um, high scoring game there. And really Atlanta, I think Atlanta's 0-2, so expecting a first win for Atlanta. By the way, um, speaking of Cordell Patterson, I've been picking up his backup, um, Tyler Ajir, um, because the last couple of weeks, if, or at least last week, what you're starting to see is Cordell Patterson has been splitting carries with this guy. And I'm interested to see what happens this game because some people said he's a good stash 
for the end of the season because he's really good and he might be the person who's going to start taking a bulk of the carries. And a lot of times is with him is he is one of your waiver wire pickups. He is one of your gems. He was the leading rusher over at BYU. He's a three down back, consider a three down back, someone to definitely stash, especially if you're looking at someone in the waiver wire. Hmm. See, these are the things I don't know if you guys know this. Like we were talking about how Jerry Judy in one of our leagues, uh, I was hoping that no one saw him and then Tommy ended up getting him for $20. But sometimes I want to be able to kind of pick up people without people noticing that I'm picking them up. Um, and I'll just do it across all the leagues that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, my biggest problem right now with my league is I have too many subpar players. I need to drop at least one. Out of this list, like Ezekiel Elliott, J.K. Dobbins, Godwin, Hopkins, Damian Pierce. I need to drop one because I need a room for a kicker. So I'm trying to figure oh. out, do I not play a kicker or do I need to drop one of these guys? No, see, the hard part, like like out of that group, right, the, the hard part is you're, you're waiting for potential because it's yeah. not like – like I mean, out of that group, I most likely might really consider dropping an Ezekiel Elliott or figuring out a way to trade for him. Wow, trade him out, you right? drop Zeke? No, I mean, think about it. The last couple weeks, single-digit fantasy points out of that group, like the Godwins, the Pierce, all of them have potentials. Elliot's the person that I would consider trading and trying to get some value out of that. Um, yeah. No one's falling for Elliot. I've even tried to trade him for uh, defensive players and no one's picking him up. (laughs) That's funny. Um, I I was going to say maybe Godwin, just given the injury risk and, you know, it's pretty crowded in in Tampa. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one, though. Yep. Next one. Jim, Christian McCaffrey. I know. I saw that. I hate that. That guy. You know, so, I mean, every year, and, and I kept him this year on waiver because I was like, I think he'll be fine. But seriously, if he gets injured, I'd be so mad. <laughs> That's why I stayed yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, Jed, the reason why I have this player, Xavier Howard, is he is going to be on Stefan Diggs. He is their best. They have wonderful matchups, and he always tends to shut all the wide receivers down. He may not even be playing this week. And so a lot of times, what does it say about Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs? Because uh, Allen is just rolling and the Buffalo Bills are rolling here. Yeah, that's a really important. Um, it's interesting you put that in because, um, yeah, the Bills are five-point favorites, but the Dolphins have been surprisingly strong. Um, but, yeah, that actually maybe would tilt me over then to pick the Bills. So that's that's really good intel. But don't you guys think that it's going to be potentially a shootout, right? So if, if Buffalo's going to keep sh- – uh, chugging that thing down to a Diggs or Davis or a Knox, Miami is going to be forced to go downfield as well too. And given what's going on last week, they're going to try to get it to Waddle. They're going to even Gasecki. Gasecki these days might have some potential fantasy value because they need him in the red zone. Oh yeah. I still think fantasy wise, I'm playing all my Dolphins players, even though I don't think that they're going to necessarily win, but I'm definitely yeah. playing. I agree with you. I think it's going to be high scoring. So there'll be a lot of points to get. The only thing I want to see is how, how will Tua do in week three? Will we see the Tua in week one or will we see him in week two? Is week two the start of something big? We don't know. Now the film has studied, people have studied him, all that stuff. What happens in week three? Those are the things I want to look at. The, the thing I'm grateful for for Tua this week is um, on the waiver wires, my target this week was Garrett Williams. Um Gary Wilson over from uh, the Jets. And so everybody was going after Tua. And so it allowed me to go after Wilson from the, uh, as a uh, waiver wire pickup. Yeah. 
Garrett Wilson, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about Joe Flacco as well, too. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Davis says he's 100% playing versus Dolphins. I'm glad because I have to Gabe Davis in a couple of leagues. I really missed Gabe Davis last week. Uh, Jed, Michael Pittman, Shaquille oh, Leonard. Oh, I need both guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they but practiced. That was a, yeah, it was a good, good sign that they both made it through full practice, so I'm expecting both yeah, to play. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they're. I see. I think Matt Ryan's pretty good, but he's going to need some receivers, you know. And last week, just with him having um, Paris Campbell by himself, he's going to need Pittman on on the field because that's how Jonathan Taylor also opens things up as well, too. Yeah, and I remember um, the Colts are playing the Chiefs, but it's at the Colts Stadium, so the Colts are one of the bigger underdogs. They're six point underdogs uh, to the Chiefs. I actually like the Colts, not necessarily to win, but just to keep it close. The Colts. Haven't put together a good game. They should have been embarrassed because yeah, of last yeah. week. So I, I hope that they put it together for this game. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, Jared Judy missed a second straight practice. There's a good chance he probably will not play. Yeah. I'm very excited about Cortland Sutton. There's KJ Hamler, but even the two running backs as well, too. But at the same time, Russell Wilson has not been doing well. No, he hasn't. I mean, he's got 14, 15 fantasy points the last few weeks. Corlin Sutton, though, will elevate, I would say, into maybe the top 10, maybe the top six or seven uh, wide receivers this week in uh, fantasy. But seriously, uh, it was a good pickup. Tommy Tommy picked him up for $20 on the waiver wire this past week, and I was really paying attention. I, I, I bidded it for $18, and I lost. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but Adam Schefter said, uh, was just talking about it the other day. He says, hey, look, the biggest problem right now is Nathaniel Hackett's first-year coach, bad clock management. Has not oh, yeah, yeah. About this clock yeah. Management. yeah, and Wilson's been covering up for him, right, because they've asked him a lot of questions, and he's talked about how they're friends, they're close, they're there. But seriously, every time that you watch any of these Broncos games, they've been criticizing him for clock man. But they also said for most first-year coaches – they don't, they don't recommend that they call plays as well as coach, which is what he's doing, and I think he's getting things mixed up. But contrast that with Mike McDaniel, who used to be the offensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens, the wonderful, but not was last year the offensive coordinator for the uh, 49ers. He has done very well in clock management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jed, Lamar Jackson has answered all questions about playing in the pocket. He has done well this year, very, very well, and more so less about him. Look, you're going to play him every single week. What do you think about Rashad Bateman? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really good sign for the whole offense as a whole. Um, you know, we always typically only look at Mark Andrews, but I do think uh, Bateman is someone you got to consider because if they're really starting to focus on more of the passing game. But, you know, it's interesting. Belichick says this, but the bottom line is he had over 100 yards rushing last week too. So it's not like he's not running. Um, it's just that they're, you know, the offense has really been clicking, had a nice um, outing last week. So I would still just pay attention. I mean, I think Bateman, similar to, you know, we've talked about the Pittsburgh receivers, Kansas City receivers. I mean, Bateman's probably a little bit higher um, than both of those guys, a little bit more uh, potential, but I'd still just just watch. Yeah, I, I have had, I've also been intrigued. I don't know what you guys think. I don't have J.K. Dobbins on any of my teams, but I've been monitoring him. I'm intrigued by him as well, too, right? Because if the offense is clicking like it is, they're going to need a J.K. Dobbins just to alleviate some of the pressure. And so I hope I hope that he's going to be healthy because I think if he is, he's actually going to add some pretty good value to some some teams. Now, Judd, the line for his New England is favored by two and a half over Baltimore. Yes, yeah, I was surprised to see that. Um, is that right? New England is, I thought Baltimore was favored. Let me see. 
Yeah, no, Baltimore's favorite. Baltimore's oh, two and a half. Point. Oh, okay, yeah, Baltimore's, Baltimore's two and a half point favorites. Yeah, which which makes sense because it's at the Patriots Stadium. Um, Patriots have been. It's interesting, man. Patriots have not looked great, so we'll see what happens. I, mm-hmm. I would take Baltimore on this one if I could. Yep, Jim. If you had a chance, because I, I also see a lot of times uh, Ramondre Stevenson has not been very, very good. No, and so no. a lot of times, are you playing him? Is he even, or is he just sitting on your bench? No, he's just sitting on my bench. I, and I've actually often thought about just dropping him, but last week he played what sixty-five percent of the snaps. Yeah. Um, Damian Harris didn't play a lot of the parts of the second half because some people thought he was injured, and so that's the reason why I've kept him right now. But you don't know, right? Like it's a split. I mean, if if it's the same thing again now, I I'd be tempted to 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 dump a Ramondre Stevenson and pick up a George Pickens or some of these other guys out there. Jay, you know what we have not heard at all, Devontae Parker. You know how we were talking. I about know, early? and no, I'm yeah. a Devontae Parker fan. I don't know what is going on with the offense. I haven't watched New England this season, so I don't know. Maybe Mac Jones has not progressed as much as they had hoped, uh, but it does feel like the Patriots are really just focused on the defensive side, keeping things low scoring and trying to win that way. Yep. But, you know, if you watch all the fantasy shows like ESPN and NFL Network, the one that they keep saying you would play is Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, he's not sexy at all. None of these New England guys are sexy from fantasy-wise, but they keep talking about Jacoby Myers. Yeah, but at the same time, I was hoping to hear a little bit about <clears throat> Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry. We haven't heard anything. I hear a lot about Ramondre Stevenson. I hear a lot about Jacoby Myers, but that's really about it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think with the quarterback, and they were <clears throat> they were saying that the same thing with Trubisky. They keep him to a certain place, right? Like Trubisky never, until yesterday's game, he did not throw more than 15 yards. And I think that's what they're doing in New England as well, too. Uh, Jim, let's talk a little bit about Carson Wentz. Hey, look, who would have thought that he would be doing so well? Suddenly, Carson Wentz is doing. <clears throat> I saw that you made a uh, uh, trade for Chris Samuel or uh, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, Curtis Samuel is good. Yeah, and then I now like, yeah. Gibson has been okay too. Yeah, and then also Robinson, the guy, the running back on injured reserve. He's supposed to come in, so I kind of stashed him in, in, in my uh, injured reserve list. But they said, look, after Tua. Carson Wentz has thrown the most yards this year um, thus far in the season, right? So maybe he's he's calmed down. But I actually like Curtis Samuel. Um, uh, McLaren has done pretty well for me. Um, the, uh, okay, okay. I've been a little yeah. disappointed by McLaren. No, he's – I mean, you're not expecting much. You're expecting double digit. He's consistent, you know? If you're looking for like 20 or 30 points like a Jefferson – you're you're not getting that, but McLaren, what last week had 19 points, or first week had 19 points, second week had 18 points. That's actually pretty good for me. Yeah, I picked up Carson Wentz as my Dak Prescott fill-in, and he's been great. And yeah. I've been thinking about it. I might even just keep him going. This game, so this is uh Philly at Washington in Washington. Philly is a six-point favorite. I'll just say um I might take Washington in that game because I think Philly has been flying high. Obviously, everyone's really high on them, but I want to see if they're the real deal. And I think Washington has been playing very well, and so I think they're going to give them a little run for their money. So um, I'm just going to say right here that I would I would take Washington in that game. Yeah, and I would tend to agree with you a little bit just because of the line because I do love a Ron Rivera defense who always seems to do pretty well. Yeah, I mean, there's the. 
there's the revenge factor here with Carson too. And, you know, I just think the Eagles need a little bit of their, I think they're just, you know, they're thinking Super Bowl and they need a little bit of that to be popped. I do think they're going to be good long-term for the season. Uh, but I think right now it's coming a little bit too easy. Cause that you think about that first game with Detroit, they could have easily lost that game to Detroit. So, you know, they would be one-on-one and wouldn't be the same hype right now. Yeah. Judd, speaking of someone who is not doing well, the Chicago bears, but size David Montgomery, who are you playing? You're not playing Darnell Mooney. You're not playing Cole Komet. Who mm-hmm. else are you playing on the Chicago Bears? Oh, well, I like Herbert. Um, I like the running back situation. And they're yeah. playing. Montgomery you know, the did well last week. Yeah. And the Bears are favored this weekend against the Texans. Um, so, you know, I expect them to put together a good game today. I mean, <laughs> it's, against uh, Lovey, it's against Lovey Smith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the homecoming for Lovey. So <laughs> there will be some, you know, I think the Texans. So here's the thing. I think Lovey obviously going to he's he's really going to want to win this game, right? So I think you could see them play Damian Pierce a lot. I think he yeah. can really ride uh Pierce and say, "Hey, this is our only chance to win." I've actually been going after Pierce in a number of trades. No one has bit yet, but I I think you're right. I think after this game, I think they're going to force feed Pierce. I, I I believe that as well too. Yes, I love and I, I love Pierce. Love, love Pierce. Oh, you uh, should drop him from up. my uh, trade proposal, then, Tommy. I didn't realize that. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's the one person I will not give up here. So I'll take a look at it. Hey, Jim, Zach Wilson is Jets' future, but look at this uh, this article from the New York Post. But Robert Sala must keep riding with Joe Flacco. What do you think of Joe yeah. Flacco? Uh, you know what? I, I I'm in favor of the hot hand. Right? Uh, they said Wilson's supposed to come back maybe in the next. Game five, game six, most likely game five. But I actually think they should stay with Flacco. I mean, look at look at uh, Moore's been doing well. Um, Wilson's, I think it's going to break out superstar. They got two good running backs. I say stay with the hot hand. You know, I agree with you in this situation. Um, uh, you know, it's always easy. You basically, once you make the move, you can never take that back. And so, uh, and then somebody like Flacco, you know, who's older and is in a rhythm, you kind of break yeah. all of that. So I agree with you. I would say just stick with them. You know, they're winning. Let them keep doing his thing. And then once he has a bad game, then you can just have a short leash and pull him. Yep. Uh, by, by the way, if you any of you guys are betting, I would definitely put my bets on Matthew Stafford killing the Arizona Cardinals. And so I think he's going to throw a ton of yardage against a terrible Cardinals secretary. So that's something I'm going to put at least a couple of dollars on as a little wager. I also think Kyler Murray, because they're playing the the, the Rams, I think he's going to have a pretty good game as well, too, because he's going to have to keep up with uh, Stafford and the Rams. All right, let's go with matchups real fast. Uh, Jed, I'll start off with you, and I'm going to go down the list, and I'm going to ask you what you think. If I had a choice between Cordero Patterson or Ezekiel Elliott, who am I playing or who am I sitting? Ooh, uh, well, we talked about Patterson. They're playing uh, the Seahawks, so that's nice. Um, who, who's the other one? Zeke Elliott, you said? Yep. Zeke Elliott, yeah. Yeah, and Elliott, they're playing the Giants, so that's a and that's the Monday night game. Yeah. So you'd expect Zeke to actually play well there. I, I think I might roll with Zeke, you know, and see if really yeah. this, this might be the last chance. You know, I know I've got Pollard, so I know he's been playing well, but you know, the Cowboys are focusing on the rushing game and they know they need to win this, so it might be a time for Zeke to shine. No, I go with Cordell Patterson. I think uh, Seattle's defense is not very strong. I think Mariota is doing pretty good. I think they're going to try to do. They're going to try to make sure that Kyle Pitts is actually relevant. Drake London is emerging as a quality receiver. I go with Cordell Patterson. Yep, Jim, pick one of the three: Tony Pollard, Cam Akers, or Damian Pierce. 
I think we talked about this. I, I go with Damian Pierce. I think Pierce is going to – I think they're going to force feed him this week. I think um, the way to beat the Bears is going to be the run game, and I think Lovey Smith knows that. Jed, Darnell Mooney or Juju Smith-Schuster? Oh, both of them. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm taking Mooney. I'll take Mooney against the Houston Texans. Um, like I said, I think the Bears are going to be able to run, and once they establish that run, the passing game should follow. So I, I, I take Mooney. Jed, have you seen what he's done the last – the start of the season? He's got it's only been passes, two weeks. Two, it's only two passes weeks. for like 0.5 yards, something ridiculous. <laughs> I go with Juju. Jim, Alan Lazard or Adam Thielen? I go with Adam Thielen. Um, Lazard, um, you know, I know he's number one on the wide receiver, but I think they're going to just keep feeding the uh, the Jones and AJ Dillon. So I actually go with Thielen. And actually, I think because of what happened last week with with Minnesota, they're going to want to redeem themselves. And so um, I, I expect big games from uh, Jefferson and Thielen. Just to let you know, a lot of times Christian Watson is hurt with the ankle. Uh, Sammy Watkins is hurt with the ankle. So there's not a lot of wide receivers sitting there. Uh, look at this. Are you making trade offers in the middle of our yes. podcast? Yes. Well, I canceled <laughs> that one because I didn't. So I'm just I'm trying to figure out what the league didn't like. It's not you, Tommy. I know what you want. I can't figure out what the league didn't like. So I'm trying okay. to make it balance for the league. So I was going to say, Chad, I, I, I don't think it's the Miles Sanders piece i think it's gonna i think that they're hesitant about the kiddo and andrews piece that's what i if i were to guess that's my yeah, that's what's bothering yeah. people i think oh, i think okay. that's because no one really knows you know anything about some of these uh running backs but they're looking at um kiddos and they're saying well he's injured and they're looking at andrews yeah mm-hmm. i think a lot of times kiddos is so injury prone that league is hesitant about it but for me i'm willing to take a chance on it because kiddos has such a good rapport with jimmy g and also Cam Akers, I think, will do really, really well towards the second half of the season. That's what I'm picking up. Okay, I'll try to figure it out without those guys. All right, uh, Jed, uh, New York Jets, Brees Hall or Michael Carter-Williams? Brees Hall. I like – yeah, I like yeah, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. He looked, yeah, he's starting to come on. Yeah. Um, so, again, I would say week three, guys, especially for rookies – Week three, week four, this is where you start to see teams saying, you know what, we're going to commit to this guy and we're going to play yeah. him out. And I think Brees Hall is one of those guys. Yeah. With that said, my my suggestion for people, if you have targeted a couple of players like a Wilson or Pierce or even a Pickens, right, like some of these players, I go get them now because you're right. Usually around this time is when some of these rookies start breaking out. Yeah. Jim, Jahan Dotson or Travis Etienne, two rookies that we were just talking about. Yeah, I know. Um You know what? I'll, I'll roll the dice again on ETN, only because I think they're playing the Chargers and they're going to need some offense. But I do like Dotson these days, but I'm going to roll the dice with ETN. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. like ETN in that situation. I, I still think long-term ETN's talent is going to play out. Oh, it's yeah. just James yeah. Robinson. They've been saying, you know, he knows how to pick up the um, the, the blitzes. He's a better mm-hmm. pass protection. But I think ETN is eventually going to be the guy that takes over. Yeah, yeah. Jed, if I'm struggling with the tight end and I'm sitting these guys, I see these guys. Logan Thomas. <laughs> Logan uh, Thomas, I, I man. Ask you, Logan Thomas, Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, or Irv Smith. Yeah, I like Logan not Thomas. Cole Komet. No. Yeah, not Cole Komet. Irv Smith had a decent game. He had a touchdown, I believe. Gerald yeah, Everett. Yeah. Gerald Everett seems to be doing okay. Yeah, yeah I there, agree there. There's, there's a couple tight ends, actually, who I've been surprised by because all of them last week scored double figures, right? Ed and Najoku from Cleveland, 
and they're all pretty decent. Yeah, Jim, Melvin Gordon or Ramondre Stevenson? I don't think I would. You know what? I, I would roll on Ramondre out of those two, only because he played 65% of snaps last week, and Javante Williams is still the number one back in Denver. Uh, Jed, Robert Woods or James Robinson? Oh, James. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, running back. Yeah. Uh, running back over. Robinson. Yeah, Robert, Robert Woods has not done well this year. Two more, Jim. Tyler Lockett or Devontae Smith? You know, I go with Devontae. I actually yeah. like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I, I'll go with – and last week, if you know this, uh, the, for week one, he did not do anything. Last week, the first play of the game, they went straight for Devontae. So I think they're going to want to make sure they keep Devontae in the game. Jed, last one. Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson? Uh, Antonio Gibson, like I said, I'm playing Washington this week. I think they're going to win. So, uh, yeah, Gibson. got it. Two more things that I want to talk with you about. I want to switch gears from fantasy football to fantasy basketball. Uh, <laughs> as we're thinking about fantasy basketball here and draft season is all starting. Two things is there one player that you're sitting there, man, besides the superstars, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all that stuff, Giannis. Who's one player you're looking at and said, man, I'm pretty excited about this guy. I'm going to look at this guy. Uh, well, I think one you got to think about is Zion, right? Yes. Zion, all reports are that yes. he's looking really good in, in preseason. He's supposed to be in the best shape of his life. Yes. So I, I'd be excited to see, uh, you know, and, and it'll be interesting in our keeper league. You know, we're in a keeper league for basketball. If anyone's going to keep Zion. If, yeah, if they're going to yeah. keep Zion or draft it, draft him. That's that's a really tough decision. For me, um, I am I have to pick between um, Siakam and uh, um, DeAndre. I have to yes, pick between I dropping one. Of, oh, I got to drop one of those two guys, and it's a tough I, call. See, I would go for Siakam. I actually think that he's more of the number one for the Raptors than Aiton is. But I would yeah. go for Siakam. Yeah, that's that's probably where I'm leaning, but that's the decision I have to make. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a tough call. What it's Siakam versus Dejounte Murray, right? No, no, no. I, I'm keeping Murray. Murray is really good. He he's I think he was yeah. one of the guys. Like so, I won last year, and I think he's one of the guys that you don't realize how good he is across so many categories. And so oh, he's yeah, one of the yeah. guys that just fills it up. Which team is he? He's in Atlanta now, right? Yeah, is he in Atlanta? Atlanta with Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. and I've got oh, yeah, Trey oh, Young yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. and remember, San Antonio has always been pretty conservative. And so the fact that now he's in Atlanta and they're going to open it up for him and let him go, I, you're right. I think he's going to be a pretty good player this year. Hey, seriously, Zion Williamson, all reports. The guy has lost weight. He's eating healthy. He's exercising. He's mm. trying to prevent his injuries from happening again. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Zion Williamson does. See, I'm, 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 I'm opposite. I'm not taking a chance on Zion this year because I think he hasn't proven himself. So I go for somebody else. People are going to go high for Zion because of the name, but I wouldn't go for him. Yeah. The other person I would say that. Oh, go ahead, Jimmy. Oh, I actually I like Anthony Edwards. I actually think that Anthony Edwards is going to have a big year. I also think a Donovan Mitchell is the type of person that you want to go after hard too. Yeah, but is Donovan Mitchell is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jed. Oh no, I I I was just gonna say for me it's Lamelo Ball, um, and I I have him so I I just think that his progression I mean this guy really surprised me you know his rookie year and then I, I just I think his continued progression is is gonna be there and so he's someone I'm excited about. Yeah, uh, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Celtics suspends head uh, coach Ibaka no. for 2022 to 2023 no. season. 
for violations against the team because he had an inappropriate affair with the team staffer and he's married Con- now at the same consensual, time. Consensual, you know, consensual, consensual affair. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's my thing is I am totally a lot of times we're all faith based. Right. And in some sense, having a fair is wrong. Would you suspend your head coach for a year for as a team role? I felt like it was a little out of character and a little too much. To be honest, for me, yeah, I totally agree. Should not have been suspended. Should have been a fine, number one. But number two, the fact that they suspended him and there are tons of other white coaches who have done the same thing who did not get suspended really bothers me. I mean, it, it just smacks of like that it was unfair treatment for this guy. I know it's his own team. So it's tough to like say that, Oh, they're trying, you know, they're racially biased or motivated, but it sure looks that way to me from the outside. Cause you can't tell me there weren't other coaches who have had affairs across all the other teams and, and over these years. I don't know. I, I didn't see it this way. I mean, but look at him. Last year, he was 51-31. to 31. I mean, 51-31. That was his record, right? He took him to the NBA Finals. I, I felt like – I was like, good for the Celtics to suspend somebody like him because he's such a good coach. You know, uh, I felt like they had ball to be able to do that. So I looked at it from that perspective. See, that's funny because for the, my perspective was yeah. it meant that the woman – was connected to someone pretty high. Oh, um, yeah, who basically yeah. said, you know, we're gonna really screw well, this guy. See, see that's the that. thing is you don't know. I, like they didn't say who it was. I did. I did think it was pretty heavy. I, I, I was like, I thought they would maybe suspend him for half a season, but I was like, oh, that's a big suspension for something like that. First of all, I see these rules in the military, right? A lot of times you compromise mission and all that stuff. It's the NBA Basketball Association. How is that a team role? That was the one thing I was thinking about. It's not life or death situation. And he's such a good coach. And so, okay, if he was a bad coach, I can understand it. But he was a very good coach. Well, okay, so I actually asked the same thing. But yesterday ESPN kind of did explain something, which made sense. Because they said it's essentially um, they don't want their bosses using their influence and power to force or even have any situation where it seems like they're forcing somebody to have a relationship with them because of that. Right. Oh, no one's disagreeing that that's yeah. wrong. Nobody is disagreeing that he should not have done that and he shouldn't pay some penalty. It's just a question of the severity. Yeah. You know, that's again, that's what I'm saying. Like this is an age old situation. All of us have worked at companies where there were bosses who took, um, their authority and use their authority inappropriately and they should certainly pay the price um, yeah. but yeah. that that price like to me doesn't make any sense but you know here's the thing i have never i've been a lakers fan for a long time before i became a bulls fan i've never liked the celtics this just makes it even <laughs> easier to really not like the celtics i really thought when they first announced it oh 12 games whatever sure whatever first month of the season something like that yeah yeah um hey, the other thing too is, did you see the list of names emerging to uh, of people who are interested in buying the Phoenix Suns? There's some big names attached to that. Oh no, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is one of them. Um, Robert Iger, the Disney um, executive. There's a couple of NBA players who are mulling around, but there's some big names that are attached to this. And Sarver, did you know Sarver bought the team from Jerry Coangelo for $400 million? And he's expected to sell it for $2.5 billion. And That's maybe crazy. at $3 billion. There's a chance yeah. it might sell for $3 billion. That is, oh, any, crazy. Yeah, if, I, if you yeah. could be an NBA or NFL owner 
you should always do it. Like there's just no situation where that's not a good play. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I know CP3 has been interested in getting into ownership. I wonder if he's in that package because that would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Now, they also made the argument a lot of times Barack Obama has been wanting to get into sports and been part of add him as the face of your organization. Instant credibility right there. Yeah, I, I just you look at any of the valuations of those teams and oh my goodness, it's always a good thing. I've told my son this multiple times. My son's getting ready to go to college and he's thinking about his career. And I'm always like, look, if you can ever be a sports franchise owner, do it because yeah. it's like a good gig. By the way, uh, Jed, is since you're a Lakers fan, I'm going to L.A. the first week in November. I've never been to the Lakers uh, arena at Crypto and watched Lakers game. They're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. I got tickets in the nice. for sixty dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's oh, good. that's that's great. Yeah. yeah, I've been to the old stadium um, back in the day. Like I said, I grew up a Lakers fan. Magic Johnson, pretty much my favorite player all the time. So I've been a huge Lakers Lakers fan until we got to Chicago, and then started, of course, you know, watching the Bulls too. Yeah. Um, but that's great. You should definitely yeah, go. I'm actually hoping um, this Christmas. So this Christmas, we're going to be in Texas visiting my parents, and I want to catch um, a the, Dallas Cowboys. The, well, the day before Christmas, it's the Philadelphia Eagles versus Dallas at oh, the stadium. Yeah, and yeah. So tickets are pretty expensive, but I, I think I want to try to catch that game. If I can. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, very good. All right, here we go. Uh, we'll see you on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll be in Florida this week, so we'll find some time to talk. It's good to see everyone.